0: Less stress, more time, more money. Welcome to the Cash Flow Contractor interview.
1: Wait, this is this, this is is life. this is
0: live. You know, I am a little nervous today because uh, we've been getting some feedback, which means people are actually listening. <laughs> and I never actually anticipated that anybody was going to listen to this stuff. Yeah, I know. No, you record something, you're kind like... Kind of tighten up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, last night, uh, we're sitting... One of those rare, odd moments where you're sitting around the table. You know, it's like... It was a miracle. that you two, mean eating? No, gosh, no. Oh, okay. I was no. going to say, that <laughs> would be weird. <laughs> We've ne- no. So, I'm sitting there. My wife's sitting there. Our youngest son, he's doing his college applications and stuff and then our oldest son who was home for the day he wanted to come home and study he goes to OU so we're all just sitting in there it's about 10 o'clock at night and um, I say hey guys I said I'm doing a podcast tomorrow <laughs> they busted out laughing yeah my I'm like dad's what's so funny a they said dad do you even know what a podcast is and I actually listened to my first one this summer, on we were on. A, I was in the car with my oldest son. We were on a little trip, and he said, oh, "Let's listen to this." And I'm like, "Man, that's just like," for eight hours we listened to eight different episodes. Oh,
0: uh, okay. nice. Which one was it? Tim Ferriss or something. I
2: forget the guy, but it was okay. just like, okay, I could do this. Yeah, it's kind of like an audiobook. Yeah, it's like a book yeah, on I mean, tape, like a book yeah. on tape. Yeah. So I told my boys, I said, "I'm I'm doing a a podcast," and. Uh, I still don't think they believe me, <laughs> and, uh, and I may not tell them where they well, can go to. <laughs> to well, let's we'll see look. if they can find it. Yeah, I'm really excited. I've uh,
1: since we started this. Actually, I think if you go back and you listen to episode three, is it? I Which said we're going to get John Hill on the podcast. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, yeah you're you're. We presaged this before yeah, and, uh, we even
1: told you. Yeah. I even told you. But really? Honestly, uh, I've looked. For, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. John's one of my favorite people. Um, and I tell that to everybody. That's not just in front of your face. But um, this <laughs> hey, is... Hey, you might
0: even say who he is because we, well, we've been okay, talking yeah, here. We're going we're
1: to let him tell a little bit who he is. But um, this is something where um, we could probably go in a million different directions on probably will question. And so we, I'm going to have to <laughs> rein it in, but I'm not going to rein it in too much because I do want to hear a little bit of uh, the banter between you two. So you guys are neighbors.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we didn't really even make the connection. No, but uh, we we've met before we met in our our neighbor's your front yard. Yeah. Yeah. And uh then till today I didn't realize I didn't make the connection. Yeah. So yeah. even though we are an international podcast, um it's okay to to just uh to to talk to neighbors to speak point. oh yeah we if we've, they're we've on point. To neighbors. okay but we are
2: international. Well you know I thought about like, I listened to that one on Sergio, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, you know, man, I loved his accent. So I'm like, I practiced on a few
0: <laughs> <things>. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah, gotta have what, your what thing, can, you yeah.
2: know. What can make the old Southern man sound? Being intri- old and intriguing? Southern, that's pretty, in- that is intriguing. I think it's intriguing.
1: Think yeah. It's intriguing already. Um, so people can't see, but I've actually got this
0: uh, fine brisket sandwich
1: sitting in front of me. I had one. Martin had one, and it's gone. I don't know what happened to it, um, but uh, John, I, I was calling to prep for this, and he was telling me about his brisket, and I thought, what better way to start the podcast than for you to tell us about the coffee-crusted brisket? Is that yeah, what yeah. Okay, so tell us, give us the rundown.
2: Yeah, yeah, well, I love to grill, love to smoke stuff, you name it. You know, I'm from Alabama, so the first thing, you, know, you gotta smoke a possum, or some kind of fresh roadkill. <laughs> but, yeah, know, hard so it stay lit, right? yeah, so... But anyway, so I cooked a brisket a couple of years ago and just really didn't study it much and it, it was the worst piece of meat ever. So I, I kind of like shied away from it. I said, I'm not doing that again. And then finally, as I got into cooking more, I thought, I'm gonna do a brisket. You know, But I can't do it for a group of people You know, until I test it out. So this past Saturday I had no plans, no one coming over. So I told my wife, I'm gonna cook a brisket. You know, Saturday. She's like, "What are we having?" And I said, "Nothing." And you know, she gives me that look. Like, <laughs> I <laughs> don't know. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Anyway, so go to Sam's, pick up, uh, pick out the brisket, and <clears throat> decided how I was going to prep it. Uh, so Friday afternoon, prepped it. You know, let put it in the refrigerator. Had it ready to go. Got up Saturday morning about one o'clock, and uh, started the smoker, and then. You know prepped it and um but yeah basically uh i coated it anytime i cook any type of beef or pork you know you want to get that good bark on there and one of the tricks is mustard put a thin coat of mustard on there uh and then i put my seasoning and then and you can't tell us what that is that's oh, secret. Oh, okay here's the here's the thing Anytime somebody comes over to my house, had some friends come over last night, in addition to that cowboy ribeye, I did some grilled chicken. Some Parmesan garlic grilled chicken. So can I use people's names on here? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Shout we'll have to get a release so from them, but that's I okay. sent a picture to Ted Newton, one of our buddies, one of our soccer buddies. Yeah. And. Uh,
0: so not Ted Nugent.
2: No, not Ted Nugent. Oh, okay. No, no. Uh Anyway, about 40, 40 minutes later, a knock on my door, I'm sitting there, you know, unwinding, it, and it's Ted. He's like, I, I, where's the brisket and the chicken? And uh, he came in there and he, he had a piece of that chicken. Or not the brisket, it was the cowboy ribeye. Yeah. And uh, he tasted that chicken, he said, this is the best chicken I've ever had. I'm like, number one, there's no such thing as the Don't best. do talk to Mike Lawson. Anything. Huh?
1: He, Mike Lawson works hard on his chicken
2: yeah but he's too he's too uppity for me yeah Yeah. but anyway so i went i went in the refrigerator grabbed the great value parmesan garlic sauce and i hand up told it it's this and dale's steak sauce and i didn't do it on the traeger i put it on that cheap weber gas grill i said it's not rocket science so back to the rub and I've made my own rubs and you get a teaspoon of cumin and a teaspoon of, I can't pronounce this, and a teaspoon of this secret stuff. We blend it all together and it tastes just like the, if you go buy Texas brisket rub, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I coated that brisket in mustard or, or thin layer, put that Texas brisket rub on there. Yeah. Then I took Folgers coffee and sprinkled it all over the top and the bottom. Because? Just because I me could. see what. Because well, because I, could. I Because I, it was there. <laughs> because it was there. There you go, OK. No, but I've, I've had coffee encrusted, name it, at a restaurant. I'm like, that's pretty good. So I put that over the top of it. And then once it uh, reached a certain internal temperature on the smoker, 160, I took it out, set the brisket, on a big foil, and then right before I closed it up, I poured a Coca Cola over the top. Acid. <laughs> Acid. Yeah. Okay. Acid and kind of the caramelization. So, which the next time those are kind of like technical terms, aren't they? I think so. I don't, I don't know what that. I, I read. It doesn't that. matter. It sounds really good. One of my buddies used that the other day in yeah. a sentence, and I'm like, man, that wow! Is, that, I'm going to use that. Caramelization. Have no idea. The root word. <laughs> couldn't spell it it's from california
0: there's a carmel carm okay california yeah that's what they do out carmel- there. Is carmelization california Ooh, it's a yeah. vice presidential candidate too carmela yeah car yeah so uh, man it, isn't yeah. it fascinating yeah. when you get into words i know how they just permeate society yeah. they dictate yeah. how we live and how we think anyway back to Carmelization yeah
2: carmelization anyway so i double wrap that and put it back at that point it doesn't need all the smoke So, it's gotten the smoke flavor. Now, I double wrapped it and just put it in the oven at about 225. Uh, So, the whole process from the time I put it on the smoker uh, until it finished in the oven was 12 hours. Then I took it out and then wrapped in a big towel. Kept it wrapped in the foil, in the towel. And then you, it's almost like a newborn baby, you got to wrap that thing (laughs) up. And so, then I just set it in the oven, in the cold oven, or you can put it in the microwave or a cooler, it doesn't matter, and let it set for about an hour and then it rests and the juices you know so but yeah but but it it turned out i i I had envisioned all right i'm going to taste it it's going to taste like crap and then i'll figure something else to do but it turned out you know and if i had to cook it the next week i would i would do the the same way but that's
0: implying that you remember everything you did Sure. Uh, okay. Well, we have it recorded now. Yeah.
2: Well, yes. Yeah. So okay. I may, yeah. I may have to go back yeah. and. <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of like it, like the southern thing, like like my grandmother. She didn't have a recipe book. It's just a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a taste of this, you know, a pinch of that, and that's, that's the best. Man, the, I've got a, I've got a formula
0: too. It's like Dial Pizza Well, you can't. You but I got it in. I don't remember the number, but I got it in my phone. Yeah, so. yeah. You just you couldn't. And then ahead. they say same as last time ago. What did I get last? Yeah. no, that would yeah. be good. Well, I like to so call call up and they'll
2: say, "Hey, John, would you like to repeat that last order?" I'm yeah. like, "Yeah," because yeah. I don't know what it was. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I do. You know, I did the Surprise. brisket yesterday? I did a, a cowboy ribeye, and I did. I put coffee on that top too. Here's what I liked about the coffee. <laughs> is like that juice. I think the technical term is au jus. Okay.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
2: that's French. Which
0: means with juice. juice. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I get I don't Khalil, I don't know. I just I'm trying to use these
0: words. If you're a little farther west out there in uh, New Orleans, you'd know. Oh, they speak east French. Huh? New
1: Orleans is the east of here. You said west. No,
0: but he's yeah. talking about being in Alabama. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and I love the Cajun, like that
2: seasoning. But but anyway that, that <laughs> juice from the brisket. So I poured all that juice in a in a bowl, just setting it aside. Then um, when I put some back on top, I took a little sip of that juice and I could—that coffee. That's where the coffee—now the coffee gave it a good, dark crust. crust, yeah. but it also gave it that good little bite. So like that—when I had my first sandwich, I took, you know— that brisket didn't put any sauce on it. That doesn't have any sauce. Yeah, jalapenos sauce. on the one I ate. Yeah, yeah. well, really I took good. the I took the brisket, and then I put some jalapenos on top, and I took some blue cheese on top. You know, so it's like a tornado in your mouth. Yeah, I had the hot. I had the
0: cold. You know. <laughs> you know. So, well, you I mean, know what I, I like here is people are saying this is really interesting, but I tuned in for the cash flow contractor. Yeah, well, sure and this is how genius we are. Well. John's a salesman right. right and what he just demonstrated was he completely sold me on his brisket. <laughs>
1: you're not sold on
0: brisket yeah. right now? Yeah. your I,
1: mouth's not watering and you're about to go get some yeah, brisket. Yeah this
0: wasn't a, this wasn't, this wasn't just impromptu. We planned this and yeah. you just sold well, see, me he, on here's, brisket here's the best, with coffee on. It.
2: Here's the best thing. <laughs> I didn't cook that brisket. I stopped by Hardee's this morning and I bought all that. And then I just put it in my Tupperware. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then we but bought it. But I sold it. Yeah, you, yeah, it. you sold, you sold it. it.
0: There you go. Now, you like and that? I
1: think I think there's a lot of lessons you can learn from that. Um, I think everyone's mouth's watering, one. But the reason why is because you explained the process. And you didn't just say, this is what it is. You talked about how you cooked possums in Alabama first. And, you know, there was some he humor to it. Oh,
0: oh, you meant cooking them? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you said got smoke them. I thought you no, <laughs> I thought you
2: rolled them in papers no, 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 no. there's a lot of legal things in Alabama but that's still uh. <laughs> no so
1: he gave some humor right and uh, took our guard down right and then he started to explain how difficult it is and how it's easy to mess up and how you took your time and you tried new things uh, but you the entire process and explain the process is so important in sales I think for people to understand exactly what you're going to do and to, I mean, I know you do this whenever you're working with some of your prospects yeah. and when you're selling, you explain the process of what you're going to do and you let them know from beginning to end what they can
0: expect. Um, anyways. He, he also gave it, us a vision of yeah, what and created a desire. Yeah, absolutely. The desire that we already had. Hey, and and John, we didn't really uh, plan to have you do that. Well, it just occurred to me. Well, no, but, but you know, here, here's the funny thing is I was meeting with a
2: customer last Friday and went and they had a blank patio. I mean, it's just, they had poured a new pad and the only thing sitting there was a Traeger smoker. I'm like, man, I got a Traeger
1: for 30 that, minutes. Is that a, uh,
2: like, it's a is there a big, smoker. right, but is that
1: a big, like, competition or rivalry between, like, a green egg and a Traeger or are they completely
2: different? two totally different and you'll see both at the same house oh okay yeah so okay. the the traeger is a pellet grill uh um the grain egg you can use charcoal. Their charcoal or their wood it's two two different yeah uh and one's not better than the other you know um so the guys they they can't decide so they buy them both some buy both and then some will buy the what's big now is that black stone griddle
0: I haven't seen that.
2: You know, those would be it's just a griddle. You can get the propane tank underneath, or you could you know, gas. You know, so it's, it's a skillet. Yeah, it's an outdoor <laughs> skillet. I think a lot of times probably really these, what's what's it what's a what's it cost? Blackstone grill. You can get a Blackstone for like three hundred bucks. Oh, okay. At yeah. Now
1: let's get an idea of the Traeger. What's the Traeger cost?
2: Uh, depends on what size you get. Um, I got the larger one like two, three years ago, and it was like eight hundred bucks at a cabin. Okay,
1: but the Green Egg's more than that, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, and that's I mean cuz those can get in the thousands, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. see the the thing about the the Traeger is and and I've never had a green egg, so I don't know. If, but the green egg's very well insulated, so can I start a uh, fire yeah, in the morning, go to work and come home 12 hours later and I still had the same fire temperature. Yeah. Yes, the answer is yes with Yeah, with, my my brother does that. Same. that. Well, um,
1: so real quick let's let's tell a little bit about who you are and what you do because I think it's a, without understanding who green oaky is how you got to work for them it's a little hard to understand why we're talking so much about grills and yeah. why you were talking to a customer about it so tell us about who you are where you're from first
2: yeah um, John Hill very common name <laughs> uh, I was born in Tuscaloosa Alabama um, born and raised there um, Went to school, uh, went to college at Alabama.
0: Hey, just to interrupt, sorry, but do they have a football team down there? <laughs> uh,
2: if you have to ask that question, bell, sports, you? Well, you don't it rings watch the bell. Well it rings a bell. Well there aren't any sports. Yeah. Well we play a little we play a little bit. We we have a a college Athletic.
0: That's right. Down that's right. That's right. I, yeah, it's got an elephant. I'm yeah, sorry got to an distract you. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify that. Really. Uh,
2: but no, you know, so grew up in Tuscaloosa, and, and back then, you know, I mean, I knew where Bear Bryant lived. You'd see him at, you know, I thought he worked at 7 Eleven. Because anytime, you know, I'd you know, be three, four, five years old, and we'd stop at this one 7 Eleven and then walk in, there's Bear Bryant. And um, of course, he's twelve feet
0: tall. Yeah, you know, literally. Not counting his houndstooth. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, in Alabama, you know, you've got God, John Wayne, and Bear Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> and depending on what day it is, what day it is, the order may change. <laughs> um, yeah. So, grew up in Tuscaloosa, um, and um, went to to Alabama. Um, my major was accounting. The funny thing. And I don't know how much of getting into no, that's the okay backstory.
1: No, that's good. What did you major in?
2: Uh, majored in accounting. So the funny thing is, I was about seven, eight years old, eight years old, and I had an uncle, and he lived uh, out in Houston, Texas, and uh, so he came into town one day, and uh, he drove, and he pulled up in this Mazda
0: RX seven when they were kind of new oh yeah yeah. yeah. that's the first sticker i ever saw on the window of a car that said there's the list price and then below that said adp and it was like 3 grand and i said what the hell is that and the guy goes that's added dealer profit oh, so that go, that's tell what you right it is adp adp he said yeah they just added a couple of grand to the car. anyway go ahead but yeah, that's so car.
2: i said uncle bill what do you do for a living he said i'm a cpa so right then on I'm that day i'm gonna be a cpa i went from being a, wanting to be an astronaut or a fireman, whichever <laughs> eight-year-old boy wants to do. I'm going to be a CPA. And from that moment, it never changed. Never did. That's so interesting. So you did accounting, and then, well,
1: there's probably so much of your story we can get into, but you did accounting. What was I know that you were in the oil field for a little bit, or oil sector for a long time.
2: I've done a little bit of a lot of stuff. Okay. Because
1: uh, I know there's a crazy story that we need to get to yeah. about
2: Okay. That, that one that I so, want to touch on so I knew accounting okay but I also wanted to own my own business one day so the further I, you know when I got into into college I knew accounting was my ticket because if you want to own your own business you need to know the money okay, I, I
0: want to stop it right here because uh, I mean just for a second yeah you don't have to be a CPA uh, to run a business most aren't but what John just said And that's going to be a large part of what we talk about on this podcast going forward is you have to understand how to use that kind of information. You have to make sure that somebody, your CPA, your bookkeeper, is keeping it. Uh, We should do another episode with you on accounting rather than sales. But that's huge. Just to have that that basic understanding. I don't want to intimidate people and think, I can't do it because I'm not a CPA. Most business owners should not. Cannot, won't become CPA. Right. But there's a level of structured thinking that goes with accounting.
1: It's really funny because there's this guy that wrote a book that's really helps oh, business owners do well. that. I'm I think it's hold called. Hold it up to the camera here. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> it's called The Profit Problem by Martin Holland.
0: Yes, they say I make money, so why don't I have any? And I'm giving John one. <laughs> yeah, where's it
2: coming? When's it coming? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm going to give you one here, and I'd love to get your feedback on it. It's yeah. not accounting; it's how to use the information. But right. sorry, I, no, you, no, I but you're, interrupted you're exactly you, right. when you were saying, "What's you said you you need to understand accounting to be in business?" So, That's right. You know, so what I
2: what I tell people is if they're starting a business, the first two things you need to do because you, you know you have like the guy on the podcast the other day in Granite. He knows how to do Granite. Yeah, you know, he knows all of that. He he needs that other component. Right. So the first thing I tell people, you hire a great accountant, you get a good lawyer. Because once you get so far into something, then you're trying to do back tax returns, and now you get hit with this audit. And you, audit. you, get and you can't with
0: operate your company without that. No, you that. can't.
2: So let them handle it, pay them yeah. what so they're we'll, earning. We'll refer
0: people back to Eric Daffron. That's one that's of episode six, episodes. John. We, okay. had a, we had a construction yeah, attorney on. Yeah. So, all right. So
2: anyway, so... Anyway, I graduate, you know, I hated college. Um, you know, had to work, you know, <laughs> to put myself through college. Oh, well. Now, tuition wasn't what it is today back then. Okay, so I'm not gonna paint some, oh, well, I, no, I mean, I right. I got through college, you know, worked 35, 40 hours a week, odd jobs, this job, cleaning offices at 4 in the morning, 12 at night, whatever. Um, I went to school when I could, yeah. you know, because I had a daytime job. Uh, so I would the first day of classes, I would get my syllabus, and I would the first thing I did is I check: do they check attendance? <laughs> so do I have to? <laughs> and then I would just I would go on the days when tests were, or when this project was. You know, so I, had, you know, so I didn't enjoy college. You know, but still. Um, got out, and I took one
0: semester. I interned with KPMG. So I took a semester. Uh, Pete Marrick, KPMG. Yeah. In the old days, there the were big, big eight. eight accounting firms. What, are there two now or something? I, four, four, maybe? Four. four. Yeah, anyway, it's all changed. but
2: Yeah, so anyway, so finished college and uh, already had an offer from KPMG. So I got an offer from KPMG after I interned. Which the neat thing, my internship was uh, the spring of my junior year, so at the end of that internship, they offered me a job, so that took some of the pressure off. So I knew, you know, I had a job. I just had to finish my senior year. So I finished my senior year, went to KPMG, and I was on the audit side. You know, it's a great experience, you know, Um, and um, did a year with KPMG. And I don't know how they all work now, but there were 12 of us that got hired. At the same time right. coming out of college and then once you get through a busy season it's like they're now can they see who's left <laughs> well or they can we use that group now let's wait for the next group so uh, I watched 10 of my co-workers or yeah entry-level yeah you know they're gone and I was the 11th and uh, so which was fine then I went uh, with a local accounting farm back home in Tuscaloosa. And that was good because that gave me the tax side. So now I got to do mm-hmm. some tax. I'd been exposed to the uh, the audit. Right. And uh, so I had worked there for a year and wasn't married at the time. I, my now wife and I were dating. And I remember I finished up a busy season. I went to my mom's house and I walked in the door and I told her, I said, I would rather be dead than do what I do wow she said well why don't you quit <laughs> i said you wouldn't be disappointed she said no so i walked in the next day cleaned out my office because we wow. just finished a, a, a busy season so i walked into the managing partner's office and i told him i said mr burton i said i really appreciate you letting me work here i said but i really want to start my own business i said um i've cleaned out my desk all my work is caught up if you let me leave right now then you can keep my banked extra time my overtime if you let me leave right now (laughs) and so I probably had you know a couple of months worth of salary and but I'm that's how bad I hated it wow I
0: said if you let me leave right now and I shook his hand walked out the door here here's another thing <clears throat> to point out is you decided something and you took action okay yeah, uh, it's a great lesson because mm-hmm. so many people I work with uh, and a particular person comes to mind really hates something they have to do but because of money and some things like mm-hmm. that inertia they're not acting on it Yeah, and it can be a year later two years later three years out of your life that you've hated yeah. it plus it's one two or three years later to get started on whatever it was you want to do so right. anyway great lesson you I just wanna Yeah, it no, out. I mean
2: that's and um, you know, I grew up and my dad taught us a lot of things. My dad loved my dad, always coached me, always taught me this. We worked in the yard, did this, but I couldn't read a tape measure. <laughs> Crazy. And but you were an accountant and you couldn't read a tape measure. Well, I didn't know all those lines. It's like what's that little line? You know? <laughs> so I was like, you know, it's three and then like a like big three of those and short and lines. lines. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the shortest ones.
2: So the first so I had an uncle that had passed away, and he had made storm windows and storm doors, yeah, and uh, windows. And he had passed away, so his equipment was still there. You know, glass cutters, saw cutters, aluminum cutters. So couldn't read a tape measure, just quit my job and. I'm so that's go. the business you went into. That's the business I started.
1: Wow. So was it? What was the name of it?
2: Hills Storm Windows.
1: Hills Storm, because all the hurricanes those kinds of things well in, in
2: Tuscaloosa area. it was just you know back then storm windows you know you, you know, people put storm windows on yeah and we custom made them and so my brother
0: and I okay he, he, he gotta make uh, them again after the tornado went, or the hurricane yeah, hurt, got, yeah. it refreshed the market every yeah. every four years <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway so my
2: brother um, was uh, a bar manager for a nice restaurant in town so he and I started that window business and um, you know learning curve Learn how to read a tape measurement. Once you cut out aluminum and you cut out glass and it's wrong. The other thing is, re- is yeah. <laughs> what I'm hearing is
0: most people go into business to do something they're really good at, you know, uh, concrete or yeah. builders or so on. And the thing that we're always chasing is the administrative, the accounting. You went in good at the accounting, at least with the understanding. Yeah. Pick the trade and have to learn there's left and right tin snips Right.
2: Yeah, you know. yeah. Well when you and when you're not making money, it's easy to account for zeros. <laughs> you know you know. I mean that's it. You know me? Yeah, there were no deposits, there no road.
0: Road. Yeah. reconciling. Yeah. When you're flat zero road. times zero is zero. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. So we did we just knew we wanted to do something. And that was our entry. And we knew that wasn't the end game, but that was a start. So about a year later we had an uncle in Texas that was in the axle industry front-wheel drive axle CV joints So like supplying auto manufacturers, right? Or, okay. Right taking the old ones remanufacturing okay, them. Yeah, and then yeah. So it was actually my uncle's brother-in-law So he moves to Birmingham and so he knew how to do this and My brother and I wanted to learn it. So we would drive back and forth to Tuscaloosa to Birmingham and so we worked there for three four months yeah to learn that and then once we picked up on it then we moved to salt lake city utah and opened up
0: like there's a market in salt lake City well, that you identified or is, you wanted you know, to live there
2: how does a southern baptist <laughs> you know end up in salt lake city so you moved to salt lake city yeah! Wow! Because know that you yeah, float, well, you can float in that lake. You yeah, know, you, you float can. on top of it. I and mean, it it stings. I mean, you can smell. But the, you can float. Yeah, but I mean the the smell. I mean, <laughs> I don't go. That's why I don't go hang out in cow pastures. I mean, you can go sit in a cow pasture all day, but but no, the Great Salt Lake. and love Salt Lake, but we picked Salt Lake because the market was wide open.
1: Gotcha. For, right. for so storm windows? For, no, for axles. No, axles. Oh, right. the oh
2: windows. The, I'm sorry, I missed that. There. No, my the bad. windows was done.
1: Windows was out the window.
2: Yeah, windows yeah. <laughs> was out the window.
1: So you went in for axles. Okay, Went gotcha. in for
2: axles. So rented a 24-foot-long U-Haul. And that 24-foot-long U-Haul had, and at that time, my wife and I got married. We, we got married
0: in June. So She must really like you. I don't, you know, you... Hard to explain. I fooled her. Why not? I don't fool her. What are you doing today? She we're going to build CV joints. we ma- are going to do that, Salt Lake City? Really? Yeah. She, she made, Did she made. Well, with you? She had
2: one weak moment in her life. And, and it was when, and when she went out on that date with me.
0: Uh, well, we're going to get to sales at some point. We are, and we are. Evidently, there's another sales job. You've sold brisket oh, yeah. and yeah. you sold her.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so... In that, in that 24-foot U-Haul was all of our stuff, my brother's stuff, uh, and everything we needed to start this business. And that was back in the day, you, you know, you couldn't. Your marketing was, I'm going to buy this mailing list. Right. And then I'm going to put a sticky and an address. So we mailed to all the automotive shops and the, the Goodyears, the Firestones, The David Stanley's, you know, the the auto dealers. Because that was our market. Yeah, Yeah, we didn't install, I don't know a thing about a car. Okay. But Mm -hmm. I knew how to make axles to remanufacture them. So we sent out this flyer to all of Salt Lake City. Utah. Oh, Utah. Even further. September 7th is our grand opening. So September we got there a few days early and set up shop. We didn't have much of nothing. You know. And uh This guy calls and says, I have a pair of Volkswagen Vanagon axles. I said, I don't have them in stock, but if you bring those to me, I can rebuild those in 30 minutes. He said, okay, I'm on my way. A Couple hours go by and I'm like, the dude's not showing up. So four hours had gone by, the guy walks in the front door. And uh, I said, man, I didn't think you were coming. He said, I drove three hours one way. So at that point I knew, this is going to be good. Yeah. Because here's there's the a joint. demand. Yeah, there's a demand. Because prior to that, one, Vanagon axles are, are rare. But two, just, you know, there's a whole bunch of axles. So to stock some of every one, that's, you would be like Batteries Plus, that's all you do. Right. So, so that was a good market. So, you know, um, we grew that in Salt Lake. We were there a year. Loved living there, and then we wanted to expand, so it came down. So my brother and I were looking where do we want to go, and it was uh we were looking at Seattle and Nashville, mm. and Nashville won out because you know being from the southeast, it was a chance to stay you know get closer get closer to home. So so we go to Nashville. So who's running Salt Lake City at that time? We we had a guy that, that okay. Uh,
0: we hired a guy that, cool. or, or a guy that worked Ooh. for us. Another lesson. Another lesson. Cash flow contractors. <laughs> you managed to train somebody and delegate and build a, at least a branch of your business that could run without you being there. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's right. a major message of the cash flow contractors. That I mean, We could do a whole episode on that. Right. how did you do that. But anyway, you're on your way right. to Nashville. What, by the way, what year is this?
2: We got married in 92. So this no, is
0: yeah. mid-90s.
2: So it was... Yeah. It was early nineties.
0: Early nineties, okay. Internet's right on the horizon. Yeah. It's coming. Didn't
2: know it was coming. Yeah. Okay. You know, so you And Al Gore up. invented that. <laughs> well, He's, from in, He's from Tennessee. He's from Tennessee, so we moved back to yeah. Nashville.
0: Well it took him it took him, I think, over six months to invent. <laughs> and yeah. roll it out. Well, you know, the thing so, we, so when
2: we get to Nashville, you know, in that in that time period is when Vice President Gore was Vice President Gore. Yeah, so he didn't have full time to
0: devote to, vote to it. <clears throat> Internet. Internet. But
2: anyway, anytime <laughs> he would fly into Nashville, you know everything shuts down. So he's going to fly in Friday afternoon at three o'clock. Kill your business. What? Just traffic.
0: Oh, uh, like, fly Yeah, in but I midnight. mean stops. Yeah. because
2: yeah, the interstate's all shut right. down. Anyway, so um, we moved to Nashville and uh, get that up and and going and um, which which that was good. Uh, enjoyed Nashville and then. Um, we picked up another business there. What was um, you that, bought one or started another? No, the crazy thing. So we, were, we had our, <clears throat> excuse me, axle business, and we were looking for a larger facility to lease. So my brother went and found a facility, and he said, there's an old man there now that's doing something with carpet pad. He's got a baler. He's got a forklift and a scale,
0: A baler, like you a know, like big these, round hay baler? Yeah, like these crushers. Oh, the oh, cardboard. Okay. oh we like cardboard crushers. Yeah. yeah.
2: So anyway, so we're we're moving into that new facility. And that old man um, says, hey, do you mind if I leave my equipment here, my forklift, my baler? And my brother said, you can leave it here. He said, because I want to sell it. Can I leave it here until I sell it? And my brother said you can leave it here um, if we can use it to unload all of our stuff so we're unloading our stuff for our business and um, so this lady pulls up with this truckload of carpet pad and she said hey is is," I think the old man's name's Henry he says Henry's still buying pad and it was me or my brother one depends on who you ask (laughs) anyway so but we both think alike anyway so claudine miss claudine pulls up never will forget that day and she says y'all still buying carpet pad so we go in and we call the old man said hey there's a lady out front wanting to sell us pad we said how much do you pay for it what do you do with it and what do you sell it for he said i pay her a nickel a pound i bail it and sell it back to the carpet company for 30 cents a pound
0: Sounds like it can work, there's uh, some so, transportation right we, involved in there. Then
2: the next question was, how much do you want for the forklift, the bailout, and the scale? <laughs> <laughs> so we bought those, got into the recycling business.
0: Again, decisive, right? Decisive. See but an opportunity also and take
2: good it. a company
1: saw, five cents, 30 cents. Yeah. yeah. Just well, if
0: you buy something for uh, a nickel and sell it for 30, that 5% adds up. That's yeah, a, that's accounting, Joe. Yeah, it, that's right. Because
1: how many pounds did like do you buy from her? Just curious. Well, the funny
2: thing, so we we called her. You know, uh, she was one of these that go, would go around the carpet places and get their old pad, and she was stored at her house
0: to sell it to you guys
2: to sell it, it back. So basically, what happens is is that carpet pad we would take it, <clears throat> we bale it. Sell it back to the carpet manufacturers. They take it, they grind it, and they pour it in to new pad. I hope there's a sterilization process. I, you know, I didn't right, It doesn't matter. I, it didn't, I, I just seen carpet pad before. So anyway, so his business, the 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 one that we bought the equipment for, just very small. He was just taking care of the and he had a few little places that he. So then my brother and I, so we're we're growing the, the axle business and. Uh, so then we start thinking larger for the recycling so we go to the all these carpet companies you know like Holland floor and tile Khalil's carpet sure. and we say what are you doing with your old pad or we're throwing the dumpster okay what if I put up throw panels a container. Oh, yeah throw pens throw your pad in there so you're not having to pay to dump it anymore and then matter of fact when I come pick up that pan I'll give you a couple of bucks okay so then we started capturing that carpet from right and they liked us because I was reduce got rid of a problem yeah,
1: Nonetheless, and you found <clears throat> yeah. somebody and yeah provided yep. a solution
2: yeah so then it just just started growing, growing, then went to the landfills. My brother said, I'm gonna go to the landfills. I'm like, dude, that's about the dumbest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) I'm like, but you knock yourself out. So that was his idea, not yours, that one. Yeah, it's his idea. So uh, there were about 30 different, 35 different drop-off centers in Metro Nashville. So we went to them and said, hey, can we put up a fence panel here? And that way when Mr. Smith comes up and dumps all his stuff, Throw the pad in there and keep it out of the landfill. And we'll come by and pick it up. You would not believe how much carpet pad was getting dumped in landfills. Really? Till we yeah. yeah that that was. So basically, so that that was really good. Uh, that that was a fun business. Um, and you had asked earlier. I mean, I'm like, okay, how much carpet pad can you do? That's the funny thing. You never know. <coughs> excuse me like batteries plus I go by I'm like that's a store
0: and they just sell batteries oh yeah oh how I do, laugh all they, the time how do they keep the lights on oh off? Saturday Night Live used to have the Scotch Tape store do you remember oh, yeah, that oh yeah you know when they would be out I need a half inch double sticky I'm sorry we're all out but we got an order coming yeah. in on Friday <laughs> well I'll come back yeah so so how do they,
2: how do they make money
0: you know yeah. but but anyway
2: carpet pad oh you, you're in a carpet pad yeah and, and my brother and I, I mean, you know, we've worked hard all of our lives. And I mean, if we, we would be riding in the truck and if we went by a dumpster and saw a pad in there, we would go get... <laughs> dumpster diving we, for carpet we, we were, pad. We were dumpster divers. Wow. And I tell you, in the summer, when it's 103 degrees in Nashville... You gotta really want that pad. You get, yeah, because it, it's, it's hot. I mean, because you get in there and once you get all that pad out, it's just all that it's just that metal dumpster and it's that hot. And if it's one of those tall dumpsters without a door, you can't get stuck in there. Because if you get in there and throw all the pad out, and then you don't have a way out. out. Yeah. So you always keep that one roll as your ramp. (laughs) See,
0: that's another point. As you get better and better in your business, you learn the little technical tricks of the trade. That's right. Don't throw the last piece of carpet pad out.
2: Yeah, what happened to old John? Oh, he burned up in a dumpster. Well, they found his body. They found his body. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but no, so we were so roughly like. What did you? I
1: mean, what was a? Oh, give us an idea of what you what that would bring in profit or
0: revenues what and profit. Or
2: just, I, I'm curious, when, what and if it, it, it fluctuated and and so we had, you know, all those different places where we were picking up their pad and the fence. I mean, and the the all the the businesses. So, I mean, we were. I guess probably doing a hundred thousand pounds a week. Wow! Oh
1: wow! Okay, I didn't realize.
2: So, so you're it talking was,
0: thirty grand of margins. Well, revenue. Yeah, I mean it, it was.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, and it was a the the neat thing about it. Like on the and we're still we're running the axle business and the recycling. I was going to say, same, and in the meantime, the we've got facility. two
0: stores for the axle business.
2: Yeah, so we're we're doing carpets and axles. So place. you're
0: becoming a conglomerate.
2: That's, that's a happened. stretch, brother. That is that's a <laughs> well. Way I think stretch. that's what the word means. <laughs> no, that's a way stretch. um What was the question? um So you're running both at the same. Yes, yeah, so we're running both at the same time, and and that was a lot of fun. And you know, it's all about just. Growing. To me, business is a game. It's fun. Like I love playing Monopoly because it's fun. When you're broke, sometimes it's not, it's not as, as much fun. fun. <laughs> um, but it's fun. It, it's a game, and you wake up, and at two o'clock in the morning, in a cold sweat, you don't know. <laughs> it's not as I fun. I got I got payroll tomorrow. Right. I got to take care of this guy. But but it's fun because you don't know what that next week, that next quarter. Hey, this is just, this is
0: another point. Sorry, you're hitting just on every damn thing we talk about in this. We haven't done this yet, but. Uh, it's coming up pretty pretty soon as a deep dive on mindset because <clears throat> mindset is truly the controlling factor in everything, everything. And what you just said, you even though you're waking up in a cold sweat, can't make payroll. The mindset, at least in retrospect, is it's fun. We're going to figure this That's out. Sure I right. got to do something. That's right. It's yeah. that mindset it as opposed to of, oh my god, I'm. What's sorry. the
1: life is beautiful? The Italian movie. Um, during the Holocaust, where he played he's he gets to, he's Jewish, gets detained, right Auschwitz, whatever to, uh, concentration camp, with his son, and uh, the son's like four years old, and the entire time he makes it a game for him, for his kid about they're there. That it, wow, it's awful, oh I don't know what's the it's name it's of it. It's called Life Is Beautiful. One, it's Oscars, a movie. Yeah. I mean, it's an old nineteen fifties 19- or something. No, no, no ninety seven. <clears maybe. throat> a oh. uh, really famous actor like you don't even need I mean you can watch it with subtitles but honestly you can just watch it and you'll understand just what's through, going on yeah just from their expression stuff but that's the whole thing is it was he was in a concentration camp but he treated it as a game and he was trying to show that his son that life is still beautiful and it's just it's an amazing story but even in the depths of like the worst situation you could possibly be in right he's able to have mindset. a mindset and it it's so uplifting that I mean, you have to have that mindset. It changes everything. Perspective is everything. So. Um, no, you, you're you're right.
2: And I think it's.
0: <clears throat> we left you running two axle plants, a hundred thousand pounds a week of of yes. uh, carpet pad, and Khalil had asked you uh, like what kind of revenues you were, and, yeah. and you and you were just saying occasionally you're waking up in the middle of the night. Yeah,
2: no, and it, and it's it's, and that's true for, every, You know. Everybody, yeah, you know, because everything costs money, mm-hmm. you know, there's ups, there's downs, mm-hmm. there's market changes, uh, but we grew the, the uh, carpet business um, and that expanded um, into recycled carpet, um, which we'll, we'll talk about that later. But anyway, so we're doing both of those um, in Nashville. And then um, my brother and his wife adopted, all this happened pretty quickly. They adopted two little uh, biological brothers. They were three and a half, four and a half. And about that time, we had our first son in 1999. So, you know, at that point, my brother adopted the two boys. Our first was born, then our second was born 18 months later. And then we're like you know it's time to be dads yeah you know I kind of go back to the monopoly thing you know business is fun it's a game okay but it's time to be a dad and so we decided um, to sell the axle business um, and had and we had previously sold Salt Lake City like a
0: couple of years earlier. Oh, okay. Okay. So you already just, used for, for just out curiosity, of curiosity, did you sell it to the guy who was running it, or somebody? I did. Somebody, okay. I did. We don't need it. that. That would be another great show. That's another thing we talk about. But just curious. Yeah.
2: So, uh, so we sold the axle business uh, in Nashville to our key employee. Okay. So we still had the the recycling business. So my wife and I, with with kind of an exit strategy, I guess. So my wife and I decided we're going to move back to Tuscaloosa. She's from Montgomery, so her folks are in Montgomery. Tuscaloosa was where we both went to college. That was our home, so we decided to move back there to raise our kids. And so my brother uh, had moved down to Gulf Shores, his family moved to Gulf Shores but we still had the carpet um, in Nashville so we moved back to Tuscaloosa my wife goes to work for a local firm you know I go back and work um, she's a CPA at this point right also right yeah. right she had worked at Ernst Young way smarter than I am and um, so I go back and work for a, a company that I worked for in college you know so now I'm going I'm, I yeah, got a Joe closer. I got a Joe job yeah. which makes no sense to anybody
0: you've got a what job
2: Joe job I'm just average Joe oh okay okay, okay? I got the I got the eight to five and people are like dude you're a how you know idiot and all that stuff but it's like yeah you may you know you don't understand but but I gotta be a dad yeah you know it doesn't make me any that mentality doesn't make me any better than anybody else it's just where my what I put value on that was my priority. Anyway, so my brother then decides, hey, he needs to get to the beach. So I go. Now it's my turn to.
1: Let's go back to that statement. He needs to get back to the beach. Yeah. What does that
2: mean? He needs to go to Gulf Shores. Yeah, that's my oh. yeah. Because my brother's family was already down there. Now he's like, oh, okay. I'm ready to go back. Yeah. To oh, that. like
1: his wife and. Yeah, oh, wife okay, and kids. Gotcha. Okay.
2: So it was my turn to go up to Nashville. So I would leave Monday morning, two o'clock, drive up to Nashville, be up there Wednesday afternoon. I would come home, yeah. and um you know, and the boys were still young, in, in the in the crib. The one cr- was uh, Brett was in the yeah. crib. Drew had moved to a little bitty toddler bed. <clears throat> anyway, so I never will forget left. Nashville, one Wednesday afternoon, four o'clock. I'm racing home, you know, for that four hour drive to tuck Drew in bed. So, so I had you to see him. Had to see him. Yeah. So pulled in, you know, went back to his room. I'm hugging on him and he looks up and crazy. He said, I want to move to Nashville with dad. Oh. So I'm like, My son thinks I live in another state so I called my brother up you know there was one guy that wanted to buy our carpet business and had for a while and uh, so this was Wednesday night I called Chad Thursday morning I said you still want to buy that at the the carpet business Uh, he said yeah I said you meet me Monday in Nashville with the check and then so you know Kind of like
0: Kaiser, Sosage I, I just have to throw in a personal story. When I lived in Nebraska, I was running around trying to raise money for a company I was put together. And my wife told me it just about killed me. But my son, Nick, who's now almost 40, he, he said, uh, hey, Mom, you remember Dad? She goes, yeah. He said, does he live here anymore? And I'm almost tearing up just thinking. Oh, about yeah. It. Just like, oh, he was the cutest little damn thing you ever saw. Hey, Mom, you remember yeah. Dad? Does he live
1: it? I think yeah. that's such an important lesson. Yeah, as <laughs> priorities. Just like any game, you can get lost in it. Yeah. No, you can. Uh, yeah. I think what? that resonates with everybody that at a certain point you have to get back to reality. What matters, yeah. Then realize that, sure, it could be a game, but there's the game has to end at some point or it has to take a break at least.
2: Well, you only have a finite amount of time yeah, with your exactly. kids. Yeah, And, you know. And that that was just important. Doesn't make me any better than anybody else. but that was important to me. It was yeah. important to my brother. You know, for his family. Um, and um, so, do they
0: still like you? there?
2: my boys. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Did it pay off? If, if Did it I got, work? <laughs> as long as I got
2: $10 or 20 in my pocket. If I got that, you got 20
0: So, where are they in their early 20s now? Is yeah. that right? I think uh, you said 90. So our 90.
2: oldest, uh, Drew's 21. Okay. Um, Brett, our middle, is 19. Yeah. And Jack, our youngest, just turned 18 this okay. past week. So there's a grade between each. Yeah. So... um. Yeah you know when they were second grade fourth grade sixth grade so there was always that grade in between but yeah three boys uh so and you know they, you do your, still like it so that's, i don't that's i don't cool. know if they do or not uh but i you know i tried doesn't
0: matter if you know if it's if you think yeah. they do. but
2: but you know the neat thing is you know i i was able to coach them in all their yeah. sports yeah. didn't know soccer just signed you know we played them all yep. And then, you know, the boys self-selected at a certain age on, you know, soccer, but I coached them in, you know, t-ball and coach pitch and basketball and soccer and, you know, tried to go on every field trip, tried to be there for every, yeah. you know, piano recital. I, I didn't want to miss out on that. So you can't put a price tag yeah, on I don't that. I think you did.
1: I did. By the way, this is how I actually met John because I coached Brett uh, his senior <clears throat> season. Yeah, and man, John was as as involved as any parent, and uh, was great to have on the booster club. But I mean, just seeing how much you were involved with the kids, you can tell that that mattered to you and that family was important. And I mean, we would have breakfast at your house. On Friday oh yeah, on Saturday Friday mornings with, with brisket all boys. with all the seniors. We had more than brisket. <laughs> we had. Brisket and I mean, beer? It, it was.
0: For high did, school. Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> so anything and
1: everything. That's the only reason why the kids woke up that early is because they, they knew they were getting a piece. Yeah, it was
2: like bacon, sausage, eggs, grits, which I, I made every one of them try grits. <laughs> that's that's cool. Alabama. It is Alabama. Yes, you know I mean?
0: grits in Oklahoma, but <clears throat> I had never heard of them.
2: Grits are awesome. Well, you know, and people say, well, grits are so bland.
0: Well, that's reliable. why you put sugar on it. That
2: no, well, um, or, halip- or now, Tabasco.
0: No. You put the, you put butter, butter and sugar, and, and, and Tabasco. And <laughs> yeah. God. But you know have people say they're, they're no, they're hard. like a they're like a fine painting. You know, you get a white canvas. Yeah. And then you can be Picasso or Rembrandt or you yeah. know, or just a, the elephant with that can paint. You know, but it's yeah. the base, and then you build your masterpiece. No, that's right. Yeah, no. but it's a, it's just a base. Yeah no, it is. It's a neutral base.
2: Kind of like a potato. You yeah. don't go to a nice restaurant, I'll have a plain potato. What are you gonna do? You're gonna put stuff on it. So that's what grits are.
0: And some of your sea salt. Don't give me oh, that damn yeah. salt salt. No. I want no. Mediterranean sea salt. Kosher salt. Yes. Kosher. Yeah, kosher. Yeah. Yeah. There is. Yeah. Anyway, never we're right, off well, the subject <clears throat> maybe. I yeah,
1: so. but I said at the beginning a million different ways. What we no. gonna call we got this brisket? If you can go over time. I don't know. What yeah, I can is. go over okay. time. So we got about an hour left. I want to fast forward to sales here in a second. One thing I do want to touch on is we've got a really good history on you. Uh, you worked in the oil business for a while. You were a manager of a plant. If, or something yeah, like so. I want to hear this story about the guy that came back who was fired. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah, this is the story that I wanted to get at because I think it's incredible
2: yeah well employee stories yeah, you, you yeah. Know, and i kind of go back to me the, the business thing it's the most pair i've i've never owned more than two pair of blue jeans because when i was little you know in the summer you would go down to woolworth's which was a department store you get you could try yeah. on and lay away a, a lot of of kids de- jeans yeah. yeah a lot of kids don't know what lay you don't know what layaway is but you go try on your clothes and your parents put it on layaway and then when they paid had finally off. paid off you'd outgrown them <laughs> just about <laughs> anyway so then you got your blue jeans so you know during the summer you're like hey let's ride downtown and you walk by the window and you point to the pair of blue jeans you're like one day those will be mine you know so I remember that. you know simplicity you know, right. I've never had more than two pair of blue jeans so I've never been about money it's Business is a game. Can I, <clears throat> can I do this? If you're measuring it in money, then you're never going to be satisfied. Well,
0: it's a, it's a score. It, it but if is, you, it don't, is a you sc- don't do it for the money.
2: You don't do it for Yeah, it's a way. It lots of score. other purposes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, but employees, one of the biggest things in the axle business, and the carpet business, is we took a lot of uh, pride or satisfaction or got a lot of joy from seeing our employees do better better themselves you know come out and start a family because they can afford to start a family because they've got a solid job you know so that's one of those intrinsic doesn't show up on a balance sheet it's who you are but but i was able to make a difference or play a role in that family uh so yeah so i've got several other stories oh, kind of sure. like that
1: but so, so where where is this
2: is that was that in Tuscaloosa the, the,
1: the oil uh, yeah so the oil so
2: yeah so anyway <clears throat> so we're back in Tuscaloosa yeah make a decision get rid of the carpet so then you know back on the market looking for a job it's like everybody else so I get a job as, uh in plan administration for a big um, company um, so I do that and then part of my responsibilities one day they came in and they had had a fatality at some other facility out in Texas and what kind of plant is this the like refinery? made coke the fuel okay. coke yeah took uh, five different types of coal out of West Virginia blended it cooked it the neat thing, this plant was 104 years old. My grandfather.
0: Been cooking stuff for a long time. Yeah.
2: My grandfather worked there. My uncles worked there. It was oh, in that wow. little yeah. community. And so my, that's where my relatives used to work. That's cool. Yeah. So I was there and they had fatality at one of their facilities, one of their brother companies. So they come in one morning and they said, hey, you're our new safety director. So they sent me to the OSHA thing and... You know, but the day they told me, "Hey, you're our new safety director," that night, oddly enough, there's this documentary on—I don't know if it's Frontline or whatever else—and it had to deal with the company that I worked for and that fatality. I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to be the scapegoat." Anyway,
0: (laughs) just long as you get paid enough.
2: Yeah. So anyway, so I got into safety. So part of that was bringing that 104-year-old plant up to speed. So ultimately i hire all these mechanical contractors to do all this work then a mechanical contractor comes to me and says hey i want to hire you and so you know like opportunities i had this other opportunity you
0: know you i i wrote it down to say it and i think it's a real important uh thing you said that you didn't talk about it but you said the pads led to carpet recycling carpet yeah anyway when you My dad had a saying, I think it was a guy's name was Clint Murchison in Texas, and he had a saying, if you walk around in the barnyard long enough, something will stick to your feet. Yeah. But you got to get in the damn barnyard. Yeah. Get in the game. If you're sitting around waiting for something to happen, it's not. But if you get up and go do something, you'll meet somebody, you'll come across something, your blood will be pumping, you'll feel more worthwhile, you won't be moping around, blaming the world for, of course, most of the people we're talking to, contractors, you are out there doing it. Yeah, but also keep your eyes open. So that's another. I mean, look at that history. I mean, well, you know, safety it, director, hiring well, I mean, mechanical just, engineers to.
2: One of my buddies back home at church, and he said, "So His joke was, "Where are you working this week?" I'm <laughs> like, you know, it doesn't really matter. I can't keep a job. It, it doesn't matter, and and it, it and, and then I thought, well, you know, that's kind of mean for him to say. I'm like, well, I don't care. You know, if if I need to, if I need to go down to the labor finders and work by the week. Doesn't
3: matter
0: to me. One of my companies early on, and my daughter's, is, uh, my oldest daughter especially remembers this, but we weren't making it. Uh, yeah, It was a spinoff out of the University of Oklahoma biotechnology company, and we were raising, well, no it was, it was a different one. But anyway, we were out of money, and I didn't have money, and I went and got a job at, a, at an irrigation company literally digging Ditches. Sure. Because that was something I could do and still work on this. Well, three years later I bought the company with some other guys. Yeah. And then we sold it and Markham's has it now. But but anyway, and I didn't I didn't really feel really good. I thought, well, you know, I'm digging ditches <laughs> and I mean with a shovel. Yeah. Uh we're doing more than that. But I spent a good part of every day doing that. And anyway, you do what you gotta do. Well, and then I ran into some guys. I wind up owning the company, and then that leads to another thing, and uh, I've learned... But anyway, this isn't about me, it's about you, but I just totally get no, that. No, it's, it's the same, but but kind of to your
2: point, if you tell your kids you do whatever you need to do,
0: but you refuse to dig bitches, right. well, then you're a liar. Well, I, I mean, know my like, oldest daughter had affected her because she was telling me that within the last year that she was telling somebody else, well, my dad... Went out and dug ditches because he had. Well, it kind of sounded like depression, Oklahoma. I could have done yeah. something else, but I wanted the <laughs> flexibility. Yeah. To still work on my thing. No, but, you're, you're right. But make some money. And yeah.
2: No. So, but but opportunity. If you're you never know. If you're in the game, you're in the game. Yeah. And that's like got to get in the barnyard or If, if you, you want to be in food. business, get in business. And that's gonna lead to something else. Yeah. So I'm doing that like the the carpet. We got in that because we were in business. We were looking for this. You know, we weren't looking. We just our eyes were open. Right. You know, it's kind of like from a, like from a Christian perspective. You know, people always pray. You know, give me an opportunity. Put somebody in my path. I want to serve somebody. I want to do this. Well, just open your eyes. Yeah,
1: there. It's all around.
2: You had eight opportunities today. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I but anyway, so, but that's kind of that same. Ethan's over there
0: nodding away, too. So. Yeah, that's that same. <laughs> so we're narrative. appealing that's to the that's younger s- generation. Yeah, that's that same <laughs> narrative,
2: you know, but be in the game. So, like I. Th-
0: you were I, getting I, hired by some mechanical engineers when we left, when I did that yeah. We well,
2: yeah, and the crazy thing, I, I think I've only interviewed for two jobs in my entire life. One was when I intern, uh, interviewed for Ernest. that internship in accounting, and I got that job. The the only other job I ever applied for and I didn't get it today it still kind of makes me mad. Loser. When I was in college, I, I applied for a job at Red Lobster as a bus boy and they never called me back. And I'm like, stop interviewing. I still think about that. Why would I don't go to eat at Red Lobster because they didn't hire me. Yeah, anyway, life. so yes, yeah, so I'm working for that um, for that. Plant. plant and then the mechanical contractor wants me to go to work for him and he had a really nice company and loved that guy and so I went with there and so I'm doing his safety and helping him from the business, you know, kinda of goes back to that accounting. I can talk accounting. Right.
0: Sure. You know I'm, I'm quite certain you've talked a lot of accounting all the way through that people yeah. So and then
2: learned a little bit about HR because I've had employees and I had stories to go behind that. So Then an opportunity came to get back in the corporate world. I'm like, okay, I'll get in the corporate world, do the corporate thing for a little bit longer. uh, Or just get back in it. You know, it's kind of, hey, if my buddy at church thinks I work different places every week, I might as well. Right. So I get back in the corporate world. Okay. Then a buddy of mine calls me up, and he's in oil and gas, and we played ball together. Uh, And uh, he called me up and said, hey, you, you know a little bit about safety. I said, yeah, I'm. Kind of, you know. I, I know enough to make me dangerous. I know what OSHA stands for. Yeah. Anyway, so he had an issue. And I, I said, well, Jerry, I said, I can give you free advice. If you want to pay me some on the weekends or at night, I can do that. Or You can hire me. Or I'm like, I'll do what. It don't matter to me. And um, he, he said, um, offer me a, a job. And i said jerry i said i said i've got a really good full-time job now uh we knew my wife was going to go back
0: to get her doctorate her phd
2: yeah so i told jerry i said i don't need a full-time job I i already got one i said but i do need family time he said i need a safety program i need somebody to implement it manage it take care of it i don't care if you work 40 hours a week or five minutes a week I said well if you can give me my family time I'll come work with you and that was our deal yeah so loved Jerry to death and, and his whole family and he's he was very good for our family at that time um, and still is uh, so I go and this is oil and gas yeah you know which which people in this area you know it's big oil and gas in Oklahoma Back in Alabama, um, it's more methane natural right. gas than it. we had a little bit of oil, but we had three drilling rigs, nine workover rigs, uh, and uh, so I did the safety, started the safety program, managed it, implemented it, and uh, then was kind of a sounding board with Jerry. So I did HR stuff too, which I think is where he wants to go. <laughs> uh, I'm pointing to Khalil. Uh, so you know I'm just picking up just stuff and uh, but it was real good because my wife uh, she was um, working for a a public company uh, there in Tuscaloosa CFO see something or whatever you know and uh, so she quits that job uh, to go back to get her doctorate Um, and we chose you know, to get the doctor to Alabama, just so the boys we didn't uproot them. Then. Right. Now I knew ultimately, kind of my whole game plan. You know, I wanted my boys to move one time in their life, uproot them from everything they know, and move them somewhere else. Why was that? So they're they're never afraid. Mm. To move. Good. I like never that. Never afraid right. of change. That's a good one. Yeah, like my little sister. Like she would not move from our hometown she would not move from tuscaloosa to birmingham which is 45 minutes away because her world would be rocked rocked. yeah i wanted my boys to know you can go anywhere you want to go yeah and start over yeah so i knew that going in i didn't know it'd be oklahoma but i knew it'd be somewhere because yeah. all they knew really in their lifetime was growing up in Tuscaloosa and Jack our youngest was born there mm-hmm. so I knew yep we're going to tip your world upside down you know and it's not probably not going to be fun but yeah. hopefully it, you know as, as a parent you want to te- your job as a parent is to te- Is to work yourself out of a job
0: you keep hitting all these learning points don't be scared <laughs> to change a major I've uh, got a friend, Jeff, who yeah. if his book gets done, will come out and says, fire yourself first. Work yourself out of a job. That's no, what that's my dad right. used to tell me when I was a kid was the president's right. job in a company yeah. is to replace him or herself. No, that's right. If you do that, everything that goes along with doing that, you're, you're, you you're have to do everything right to do that. Right. And that's a nice short way to say it. Yeah. It also allows you to build a highly profitable business that can work without you. Yeah, more time, more money, less stress. So those are kind of our taglines. Yeah. So I, I worked them in there. See? Yeah, you did. <laughs> Man, that was smooth. smooth. Kind of like caramelization, oh, yeah. that word. You worked that <laughs> in. So I think I <laughs> Yeah, so I work <laughs> some of these. Uh, yeah, so where. So, so, you, so anyway,
2: you're, so I'm in oil and gas. Yeah, okay. you're, so you do, you, do you want me to go r- to that drill story? Drill Let's is. just go
1: straight to that story. Just tell us, like, you you get a call.
2: Okay, so.
0: You're the safety guy for this,
2: guy. I'm the safety guy and so me and our our little cul-de-sac that we lived in in Tuscaloosa was beautiful I mean we there were four guys there we three guys were just great buddies and we were gonna go on a little guy trip one of our buddies was uh, military so he was up uh, we're gonna go on a military field trip so we get in my buddy's car at uh, about 4.30 in the morning, we're driving to Montgomery to the military, uh, Air Force Base, to get on a military plane to fly to Indiana. So at 5.23 in the morning, I'm sitting in the back seat of this vehicle, two guys in the front. My phone rings, I got a call. Mr. Hill, our building's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going down this little two-lane road in outside of Prattville or Prattville, Prattville, <laughs> or Prattville uh, Alabama, two lane road. I see up ahead. There's a Chevron gas station. I told my buddies, drop me off here. I got to get back because because <laughs> my building's, building's on fire. There. It's
0: going to be gone when you get yeah. back.
2: Yeah. So they drop me off, and I have my little duffel bag, and so I walk up, and and it's still dark outside. So I walk inside. The convenience store and I tell the people hey I'm just trying to hitchhike at this point we're about an hour right from my house I'm like I'm trying to hitchhike back to Tuscaloosa so I'm sitting out here on your curb but I'm not you know regardless of what you think I look (laughs) like I'm not a vagabond I'm trying to get back to Tuscaloosa and there was an old man in there he said "Did you hear about those shootings I'm like my my building's on fire. I have time for shootings. Yes, my building's on fire. I don't have time for shootings. Yeah, I'm time for shootings. <laughs> so I'm like, oh man, what are you doing here at the Chevron at 5:30 in the morning? Anyway, anyway, so I go back outside. I'm sitting, and everybody's walking up. I'm like, hey, you going back to Tuscaloosa? No, you going back to Tuscaloosa? No. Then, then I would see people leave out of there and, and, go, go, and go to Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa. And you're like, yeah, come yeah. on, I'm like, you liar, you liar. So. I'm sitting out there, and then my phone rings again. And it's the same guy that had called and said, Mr. Hill, do you know our your, our building's on fire? He said, Mr. Hill, he, he said, uh, Did you hear about those shootings? <laughs> As a matter, of fact, <laughs> like, matter of fact, I have. <laughs> I'm like, There's an old man, and they're still eating on that donut. And I was like, Some old man. He told me about some shootings. And, uh, my guy says that
0: was
1: fitting famous. that the ambulance or the fire uh, truck. We is going
0: had by. that's a that's a segment in our show. An ambulance or fire truck <laughs> goes by every yeah oh yeah
2: well it did on that other podcast yeah, yeah that's it did a, yeah
0: it's a segment. So how much do you pay that guy? To <laughs> well, with actually enough many shootings and fires that we always <laughs> oh, yeah. One oh yeah oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> we always have one. So anyway, so
2: the guy I was talking to he said. Did you hear about those shootings?" I said, yeah, some old man was talking about these shootings. He said, that was Nathan. And I, then, every, then everything started coming to me. So, I still can't get a ride back to Tuscaloosa. My building's on fire. There's been shootings. Evidently, one of my guys is tied to it. And so, I called my wife. I said, I
0: Stay away from the plant. <laughs> well,
2: I'm like, can you come get me? I can't get a ride. So she comes. Our boys are still decently young. Right. It's okay,
0: nerve-wracking yeah. to leave
2: them. So she comes and gets me. And on the way back, I'm explaining The to first her siren
0: was the fire. Another. This one's the shooting. Oh, there we go. <laughs> okay, now <laughs> we we got it covered. Barney Fife is yeah. <laughs> around the corner.
2: Anyway, so she comes and picks me up. So I'm kind of explaining to her what happened. And this guy, Nathan, I had fired him about uh, a couple of months before this incident. And so we get, I'm talking to my wife, and, and I told her, I said, would they think Nathan did this? And she's like, does Nathan know where we live? And I said, he probably does. Oh, no, man. So we call, we call our neighbor, one of our best friends. They live behind us. But the yard, we didn't have privacy fences. You just walked straight through. So we called our neighbor and said, we're going to have the boys come over. We'll explain later. But I need my boys to come to your house right now. So we call home and tell the boys, hey, get up. Don't worry about brushing your teeth. Don't worry about eating cereal. Go to Miss Kelly's house, and we'll see you in a little bit. Kelly calls us back 10 minutes later. They're still not here. Still not here. Because my boys, they were were back and forth in that house every day. And it's always out the back door, straight line. For some reason, this day, they decided to walk all the way around the cul-de-sac on the sidewalk. <laughs> so anyway, they finally get to Kelly's house. Oh, my God. So my wife drops me off. We, we get home, and then I immediately get in my work truck and drive to our office building. And uh, they I was in contact with our owner, and they said, come straight to the police department, which is right across the street from our business. So I go straight to the police department, and they bring me in this room, and almost kind of interrogate me they said you know watch this video and uh, anyway kind of long story short this guy that I fired a couple of months earlier um, one morning he about two o'clock in the morning he goes to one of our other supervisors and this guy was a supervisor he goes to his house sets his truck on fire then he goes to another house unrelated to Something work. else that was bothering. Yeah. It was a domestic issue. Knocks on the door, guy opens the door, and this guy, the guy at fired, pulls out a gun. The guy takes off running. He shoots him in the back. He goes out the window. Then Nathan goes downtown, Tuscaloosa, it's kind of like Campus Corner area, mm-hmm. and opens fire on at a bar. And I think he shoots 17 people. Oh, right? my goodness. Something like hear. that. Yeah, something like that. So then comes up to our facility, and we always just kept the extra keys to the truck just on the tire well. Yeah. So if you ever want to take a car yeah, in Alabama, just, just look on the front of the tire. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so he drives one vehicle into the bay door to bust into the building. Then he drives about three other trucks in there and punctures all the diesel tanks on the trucks and lights the building on fire. Then he goes down to our equipment yard and takes one of our million-dollar rigs, dry, you know, lets all the gas out of the big storage diesel tank, and then lights that to try to blow up the thing, right. the workover rig. Work rig. So anyway, saw so this happen. So we got buildings burned down, 17 people shot, and we can't find Nathan. Nobody knows where he is. So I'm at the police station right across from our office in the little suburb community. So then they call me. They want me to go downtown Tuscaloosa to the sheriff's department. So they march me in there, and they make me watch this video of their surveillance. I'm like, you know that guy? I'm like, yeah, that's Nathan. And they said, how do you know? I said, I know the hat. turned backwards. I can see the tattoos. I can see the walk. It's him. So they said, we can't find him so you need to lay low so we laid low and later that day uh, about one o'clock in the afternoon he walks into one of these FedEx Kinko's mm-hmm. and see it's already on CNN you know shooting, right blah blah
0: what year was this just real quick gosh approximately 2000s uh, let's see we
2: moved out here in 2017
0: 2016 okay so I just didn't yeah. ever see that on the news 1615
2: yeah. so right in there and um, I'll tell you exactly when. I'll get to that. I'll tell you exactly when it was. So Nathan walks into this FedEx Kinko's midday, looks up there on the computer on the screen, and the guy said, "Can I help you?" And he said, points at the coverage. He said, "I did that. They're probably looking for me."
0: And you know, so the guys, like, uh, and your point you is, make you make want a, me to? Yeah. You how want many, to copies you <laughs> many copies would you? How many copies? <laughs>
2: And he just said, "Can I have something to drink?" He gives him a Gatorade, and he sits down. And the police come and pick him up. Oh my God! Wow. Okay, so then I get the call. You can go back into the building. He's been so now. I've got this building that's exposed. You know, talk about an emotional day. Now right. I've got to try to figure out what's what's even in there. Well, about that time, the news media starts showing up, wanting to talk to you. Want to talk to me? First, it's the local ABC affiliate out of Birmingham and the NBC, CBS, and they're all coming and they're like, you know, they can put two and two together. You know, so they're like, so what about this? What a, um, could you talk to us about Nathan? And I said, I don't, what are you talking about? And they said, you know, the guy that did. I'm like, all I know is I've got a building on fire. And they said, well, is this tied to the shootings? I'm like, I haven't heard anything. (laughs) Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, you know. Yeah. So at the very end of that day, so I'm waiting on the security guard people to come to stay overnight. So it's in the days are longer there, so it's probably 8 o'clock in the evening, and I'm sitting there just emotionally exhausted and uh, physically tired. Uh, And this SUV pulls up with Georgia plates as they get out and start taking their camera stuff out. And I'm like, can I help you? And they're like, we're from CNN. And I'm like, there's not a story here, and then then I'm like, I just have it's just a whole burned-out building, and you know they, we know this and that. I said, well, I can't keep you from standing across the street, but I have nothing to say, you know. So, you know that, you know, kind of that story, and then of course, then I get dragged in to the grand jury. I've never been to court in my
0: life. <laughs> well, let me jump back just real quick. You went to Alabama. Yeah. University of Alabama. Yeah. And they did not have a prerequisite course on how to deal with media <laughs> in the case of shooting and fires. I mean that sounds like something I, yeah, you, I know, the but University you, of Alabama but it, ought to have.
2: Yeah, especially if you've been to any family reunions. <laughs> <laughs> do you, you want a, you want an experience you go to one of my family reunions pick either side pick either side he was married to her now they got divorced now they're we I've got I've got one aunt this is my dad's the last of 11 uh the youngest of 11 I've got one aunt that she and her, her name's can I say her name? It's up to yeah, you. Guys, it, it, yeah, we, well, she's, she's she might away. sue us, but oh, well, then she's not going <laughs> to yeah. sue us. Go Aunt Midget. <laughs> Mid- Aunt Midget? Midget. And she, have, she had a wandering <laughs> eye. You know, could cook like nobody's business. But, you know, the crazy thing, we'd be sitting over at Aunt Midget's and we're eating. And, you know, I'm sitting where you are. And my brother's sitting where Khalil is and Aunt Midget's here. If she you can know, talk to both of you. Well, she asked you how you're doing, and you don't know
0: who she's looking at.
2: <laughs> so you both answer. Anyway, Aunt Midget and Uncle Webb, legally in the state of Alabama, finally the state of Alabama said no more. They had been married and divorced to each other seven times. <laughs> and they said no more.
0: Pick so, one. Done. <laughs> so
2: Uncle Webb lived out his remaining days. In a storage building behind Aunt Midget's house, and Aunt Midget kept an eye on him. <laughs> Two <laughs> eyes on him. And, okay, so anyway, so the grand jury. So we get subpoenaed to the grand jury, and I've been talking to, you know, the DA or whatever you call them, and so I go to the courthouse on the the day of the grand jury, and I walk in, and. Everybody in the hallways bandaged up on crutches. Nobody was killed. Oh, I, Nathan, I, I was
0: hesitant to ask, but that's good to hear. No,
2: Nathan didn't shoot. He shot everybody in the foot. <laughs> that's <laughs> awful. He really, he was going suicide by cop.
0: Yeah. You know,
2: and, and so he just opened up and just he was outside and opened up yeah, right yeah. across the ground. And so anyway, so uh, our owner... He went first in the grand jury, it, as far as our, mine and his time. Yeah. So he's in there for about 15 minutes, and he's out. Then they call me in there, and I'm like, "Good, this is going to go quick." So they call me in, and you you sit, you walk in. And I'm sitting at that table at the front of the room. It's like this tiered level, you know, almost like a college classroom. Sure. And I know the grand jury; you had probably 30 people in there. Wow. So the DA's sitting over there and the assistant thing and you know all these people. So I sit down and you know I state my name and and they're like um, basically um, so you're the guy that, that runs everything at the soil field and I said well my paycheck doesn't reflect that <laughs> uh, and they kind of, they kind of laugh but anyway the crazy thing so that what i thought was going to be 15 minutes was 2 hours and i cried i mean it, the emotion yeah, yeah sure of explaining you know then you look up and the people in the grand jury it's like you know they're emotional too i'm like yeah you know, i apologize it just overwhelming. all that yeah, yeah all that just came back yeah. to me and um so but it it was it was funny or neat or just Anyway, I was talking to the district attorney. and Anyway, so I back up. I was the guy that terminated, that fired Nathan. Right. And I had to because of, kind of goes back to where I told you, hire a good accountant, hire a good lawyer. Mm -hmm. So anytime we had something legal, I called our legal counsel. Here's the situation. And so I presented the incident that led up to Nathan's termination. She said, you have no choice. You have to fire him so I called him in one day and I have a witness there and so I, right. I relied on what the attorney told me to so I terminated him so the district attorney he said you know when you fired Nathan he recorded that on his phone
0: I said I I didn't know people could do that you know that, so I didn't know your phone could I think it. very state to state whether it's admissible but they can always yeah. record yeah anyway
2: so that district attorney said if I ever
0: have to be fired Will you come fire
2: me? He said, you're the nicest fire of people. (laughs) That's Uh, cool. Yeah, so that was, so anyway, so when I, and I'm backing up just a little bit, but after the building was all burned out and everything, I go in there and I know exactly when it happened, because CNN and ABC and CBS were camped out all week long on my parking lot. I come in the next morning there's not a car anywhere. It's like they vanished. You know why they vanished? Because some guy in Colorado with the premiere of a Batman movie. Oh, that all oh, watched walks walks wow. In. <clears throat> it shoots up. Yeah. So, it was yeah, that I know it you're... was that week.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. So, so just, just And wandered. he actually killed people, a he lot did. of people. He did. Yeah.
2: He did. Hmm. Well, you know. You know, so that's that's I Can guess I, that's my HR story and, and so then we move out here and so they're still adjudicating his case and so the dis- district attorney calls me and says hey we're gonna need you to come back and testify and I'm like do you really need me you know I live in Oklahoma I mean what And he said you're our key you're you're our closing witness I'm like man I just, I can't
0: do so that." so has this happened yet
2: so I was so they had got me a plane ticket and all this stuff and debriefed me or whatever you call it and and uh, I never will forget it was uh, I was over at the dog park. I'd taken our little golden retriever. It was during the day. Yeah. Uh, over there by the soccer complex, and it's kind of a dreary day. It's in December. You know, I'm like, gosh, right at Christmas. So I'm like, yeah, I got to fly out tomorrow and wow. go and testify and. Uh, and the DA called me and said, "Hey, you don't need to come. He took the plea, plea bargain." Oh, wow. So, yeah, but the once I was clearing out that building, you know, there were still remnants from every office in our built in our office or every cubicle, whatever you right. call it. Everybody's cubicle was disheveled, stuff ripped out, stuff thrown on the floor, this and that, and all the power was gone to the building. So I had to do everything by flashlight. Nothing was touched in my office. <laughs> he didn't do
0: anything to my office. That's um, really cool.
2: Yeah, so I think it
0: reflected a little bit that he saw some compassion there, saw something. Yeah. Or it, he forgot.
2: I don't know. You know, and and even after I had, had to terminate him just because I was doing my job, um, you know, I would still go see
0: him. Yeah. You know, we, we talk and, a lot. And, uh, another one of the precepts of, of cash flow contractor. It's a little esoteric. It's a little out there, but it's super important. And that's your values. Mm-hmm. And you don't just, if, if you're a low life scumbag, you don't just decide you're not. Well, maybe you do. But I mean, your values kind of are who you are. Yeah. But when you have the right values and you behave consistently with your values, it pays off in the long run. And he sensed those values in you. I mean, I, I don't know the I, guy, I maybe not, but...
2: You know, we were. I was trying to help him learn how to read.
0: Yeah, see, you know, there's just, a, there are values that care about other... I mean, you've said that as you've gone along. I want to develop my employees. You developed a guy in Salt Lake City that you can sell your company to. You did the same thing in, in uh, Nashville. You know, th- th- that's a set of values of... Who you are and that you care about other people. Yeah. And and it's it's important. Um, we'll have a whole episode on that. That's partly in the mindset episode, but um, really important to notice in passing. This this uh, podcast is about sales, right? It's are supposed to be. It? Yeah. I mean, I, I think well, i you No, it's about
2: cash flow. You're talking about sales. Um, We've talked about yeah, a lot of things. It's way off, but it's. No, Way it's on. Con- I mean, it's just everybody. It's part of who you everybody
0: are. who's a contractor, maybe this is their if this is their first day, maybe not yet. But everybody who is a contractor and has had, or in any business, has dealt with everything you're talking. Got to try. Not not Nathan, but, <laughs> but they had Benny a Bob name. or Jane. It's, it's a different. Name. Or and maybe they didn't go out and shoot people, but they disrupt even. So everything you've talked about has been hugely valuable. Yeah. from the standpoint of being in business absolutely uh, we also would like to hear about I, I don't know that we have time to do it in this episode but about your sales technique because that's one reason we brought you in here yeah. and well i'll tell you you have certainly sold me yeah absolutely and more well, than brisk. let's
1: let's uh maybe maybe we'll bring you back for part two on
2: sales yeah, how about we, that but let's yeah. at
1: least dive into how you got to green oaky uh, okay. and tell us what Green great is is. yeah yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah so my wife finishes her doctorate, and then we've got opportunities uh, at various universities. And um, we picked OU. OU made her an offer, and and OU really fit our family because uh, we had to make it fit. You know, she had to find some place that she would enjoy that fit her. Yeah. We had to find a place that fit our family. Mm-hmm. So at that point, the boys were going into ninth grade, seventh grade, fifth grade. So we pick Oklahoma, we move out here. My intention was to leave oil and gas yeah. and start a new, start something out here. Right, do something different. Do something different, start a new business. Don't know what you want to cut, doesn't, doesn't matter. Business is business, it's a game. Yep. Okay, so we move out here, but the oil and gas company wanted me to still do my job and just do it remotely. So I said, yeah, I'll, I'll do that for a while, you know, whatever. So we move out here and, uh 13 and in 15 we want to do a backyard project it's I. i didn't know to call <coughs> for it. yourself this right. is going back to yeah. the
1: brisket to the grills to the the what is the name of it the tape the traeger traeger yeah okay. so
2: so we needed something in our backyard Yep. Yeah. and up
0: here at our house in
2: carrington which if you're listening to this in north carolina to carrington stuff. norman
0: oklahoma north norman yeah
2: caramelization California yeah. uh, so and this kind of goes now we're talking sales so a guy he's actually our preacher and he lived in our neighborhood they had a, built a pergola I didn't know what a pergola was um, so my wife said let's go look at it so we went and looked at it and I said that looks really good
0: That's another one of those foreign words it is. It means it like is. the deal that it's shade, right? Isn't that what a pearl is? Shade. Anyway, go ahead. I got to I just talking. tell people that business. I'm going to Google Joy boundary. and happiness to there your you. There you go. That's what it means. Joy <laughs> it's, and happiness. it's
2: a marriage builder, strengthener. <laughs> oh, this is deep <laughs> stuff. Now, yeah, it is. Right. It is. So I'm looking it up. We looked at it and we said that looks good. Do you like that company? Would you use that company again? They said absolutely. So I didn't call anybody else. Because if mm-hmm. it worked for them, it would work for me. Yeah, you know, it's just like like our neighborhood has that, you know, and like every neighborhood in America. Hey, I need a uh, my car squeaking. Who knows a good auto mechanic? Or yeah. I need my hair done. Who yeah, word good, of mouth. Word of mouth. So it's good enough for me. So I call Greenoki. They send someone out and um, start working with them and and.
0: We strike a deal, and I just—it I, just came to me. I'm sorry, but uh, pergola is an old Italian word, and it means projecting roof. It comes from actually back in the Greek. That just came to me. Be, yeah, when you say projectile, you know, like
2: projectile vomit. No, you not light. projectile. Because I remember the boys when they had that. You know, if the the pediatrician would always ask you, "Is it projectile? Is it projectile?" How will I recognize I'm that like, when well, it's on the wall across yeah, the room? Like. Three or more feet is projectile.
0: <laughs> okay, I took anyway, you off subject again.
2: Yeah, so I was working from home because I'm doing my oil uh, and another, gas.
0: Another uh, fire. Another one, man. That one's ambulance this time. Yeah.
2: Um, so I strike a, a friendship with the owner, logged into death, and the funny thing...
0: Of Green oaky.
2: Of Green oaky. Yeah, okay. So... I'm working from home, so I'm watching these guys build my project and I'm sitting at the, my little table office, breakfast table. Uh, I'm watching them work, and I'm like, man, and it's the summer, it's hot, but they look like they're having fun. So I put my boots on and go outside and I'm just like, hey, this is fun. Look like a bunch of buddies that were over at their friend's house putting up a pergola and who's going to give them pizza and a beer, you know, at the end of the day. So strike up a friendship with the owner, and, and I'm like, I like the way you run your company, because that's as close to how I ran my company.
0: You like the culture that you can see visibly as yeah, a customer. Yeah, I, I could
2: see it yeah. beyond, you built me a structure. whoop to do But it's how you built it, how you, all of that. And I'm like, I like that. So then he calls me up one day and says, hey, let's go to lunch. I mean, like, if you're gonna buy me lunch, I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> we can talk about it, whoever you uh, it are don't you matter. You it. pick the subject, it, as long as I can order whatever I want. So, long story short, I agree to help him a little bit in the interim when I can, when I'm not doing all and game stuff, sell you or, know, or, or talking to people. Okay. One, I'm not a salesman. You know.
0: We're going to have to scrap this whole episode. No, no. We're, you know, it's funny. I was looking at... It, no, a lot of good salesmen say that. But I've been in sales since I right.
2: could walk. Yeah. Because you sell yourself on the playground. It, you know, why do we want to pick him on our kick pin team? Or, you know, we're playing soccer. Why am I picking him first? Or when you're, you're always selling yourself. You yeah know? so yeah so everybody's a salesman
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah but as far <coughs> as the, anyway so I, i'm very interested in the logistics and i love processes you know if i could probably go back accounting was a great degree but i would also do uh like logistics yeah. you know supply process. chain management or something yeah. like that like do, do you know what like one of my I love manufacturing I love processes I like the way things are built if I can cut out a step why not cut out a step I hate inefficiency so like one of these days when I ultimately ultimately retire I'm gonna walk into a Waffle House and say look just give me a hat I don't need any benefits I want to cook because I love that process right. yeah I just want you just call out those orders baby cover <laughs> smother top diced, and sliced. <laughs> just call it out and you're going to
0: add brisket to the meat. and brisket or possum
2: yeah. uh so it was a good opportunity for you know because kevin said you know you're kevin's owner is, of green oak kevin's yeah. the owner of green oak yeah. he's super nice guy yeah and that's why i went there was because of him um And because that like-minded, and he said, uh, you know, look at my business and give me your, so I I get to kind of critique, maybe if we do this, maybe if you do that, have you thought about this, have you thought about that? So one thing led to another, and uh, so I started helping him uh, when I could. Yeah. And uh, and then that turned into more, into more, into more. Uh, And so that was 2015. Wow. So it's been five years.
1: Yeah, yeah. They've just blown up, right? Yeah, blown up is I mean that's that's an understatement, I feel like. It's I mean it's grown a lot, hasn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean it has. And and it's it's every it's every part of that business. And it's not
0: me. Oh look what I no, it's we didn't pay what? you to say that either, did we? It's all four parts. Got to all work. The leadership and the marketing and the sales and the ability to put them up and the ability to keep track of the money and the HR and the IT and do my emails work. All of them have to work.
2: Well, it has to or else you can't handle growth. You can't get larger mm-hmm. if you can't...
0: Perfect. Yes. Yeah. It, you, go to any Voice McDonald's, of you go to any
2: McDonald's in the world, the french fries taste the same because they cook them the same so you have to manage every day and you have to have these processes in place to handle that growth yeah Mm okay you know it's just like back to the axles i could take one axle break it down and rebuild it in 20 minutes or if i line 30 of the same type 86 honda accord driver side automatic line all 30 up do a little switch in machining. Now I did all thirty very quickly and it's a better product. Right. Yeah. You know, it it it's it's just uh you know, it's kinda like uh if if you don't take care of the little things, the big things, you know, manage the pennies and the dollars take care of themselves. Yes.
1: Yep.
0: hundred percent singing our tune. Maybe. It's you know, good. So yeah.
1: so you've been at Green Oaky for five years now. Yeah. Um, give us an idea, and we're definitely going to do part two, and we'll be wrapping up this one. But um, give us an idea of, you know, how many jobs, how many quotes are you given a week, just on, in, you know, on varies. average? Uh, it varies during the season. I know summer's season, really busy. During
2: COVID, during yeah. anything else, I probably, like, if you picked any week in in June, I probably talked to fifty people in one week
1: yeah you know and then uh how booked it we're, we're this won't release until october but today's september 24th when we're recording today, september what are you how far are you guys booked out right
2: now <clears throat> all right so if you come up to me today and, and i talk to you and you want to you want a pergola you want a pavilion you want me to build you a project the earliest march 15th of 2021 and that's my guys working six days a week yeah. that's being very efficient yeah I mean, it's, you guys are very,
1: very efficient. So, yeah. It's just you're selling that much.
0: Yeah. 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 Let me ask you a, a question. Why don't you just hire about twice as many guys and go double up and knock those out? That's a good question. Um,
2: not for me to answer, but I've thought about you it. you got an
0: idea, though, don't you?
2: Yeah, I do, but I, I kind of go back and forth on all right are you going to buy that much more equipment you got that much more overhead you got that much more exactly can you automatically acquire that talent not this talent that's right and that talent you know and and we take care of our guys um but yeah it's not about just going to hiring bodies or buying a new truck or buying another set of tools you know you got to keep your standards High, high. Now, it's how you got to where you are. What is? And do we make mistakes every day? Yeah. You know, but But I can can fix anything. I can fix anything, but you got to tell me. It's it's how you handle the mistakes. Everyone's everyone's going to have the mistakes, and that goes back to parenting. Own your mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. If you make a mistake, you own it. Yeah. You know.
1: Well, I, I I'm really excited to talk about the sales, and I know this ne- this episode was necessary just to get to know John I think people will love it and I think part two will really be able to dive into the sales the questions that you know I think we want to answer in the next question are you know do you like sales and why or why not obviously five years I think you like it um, really identifying who is that ideal customer for you and um, how much time do you spend working on in a week prospecting calls follow-up calls in person meetings proposals quotes you know anything admin related and other things I may have left off there um, we want you to describe your sales process you know what are the steps that you go through from you got a lead to you close the deal and you shook their hand I don't know um, we want to know how you qualify prospects what they have to do to for you to meet with them like is it they just send you a text hey come over or do they have to fill out do any steps for that um, how you build rapport with the customer I think people already know how you I do think that. think we've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your closer percentage, and what's the difference between people who buy and people who don't? And we've got all these questions that are sales related that we want to get to, and I know that you're going to do fantastic on it. So we'll um, we'll definitely be getting you on. This yeah, are you are you. I haven't asked you if you're willing. Yeah, to do I could, yeah, I yeah.
2: yeah, The crap. I'm sitting here thinking. All right, <laughs> some guy left Oklahoma City this morning. He's driving to Memphis. He puts this podcast on on sales so about right now we're about two hours in he's right at the state line <laughs> he's like, i've been listening for two hours and they have not talked about sales yet you have
0: to prepare the soil before you plant the
2: crop. yeah i know but that guy i mean he's he pulled over the in Gore, and i mean go- the, and he's all, like, i just wasted he's two an, hours he's, of my he, life he,
0: he. No. <laughs> no, man, you have Listen been a little bit more from had, Alabama with you've the of a little bit every point little bit of a little bit of a little bit of this podcast, it of up podcast of up instead sales, of being in sales of that's in business and a yeah. the only problem with that and it, well, it's not a problem is that a problem this a little this I got, little right? Yeah. Which we little change. It's about being no, well, a little no, and no, and no. Kind
2: of that little of of yeah. yeah, you know, and just kind of it's bring, caramelized. It's like it's, a caramel. <laughs> it's caramelized. Yeah, Bring it yeah. back. We're gonna.
0: Matter of fact, I think we got a new. We're, this whole thing's going to be about caramelization. Projectile caramelization. <laughs> okay, we with, got it. Yeah, we, no, we no, our, man, it's title. it's great. Yeah, uh, because one of the things I think, well, not I think I know. I've, I've worked with over three hundred and fifty uh, businesses directly, and I know this. I won't say everyone because that's too much, but. People think they're the only ones who are messing up, screwing up, no. don't know. And it is an immense, to me, I'll speak for me personally, it's immense relief to hear other people's going, with the same problem. Oh, yeah, Because Absolutely. people who don't own businesses, I, I love them, don't get me wrong, but they don't get it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: The old saying is, you know, I, I the people who say, oh, it's just all about the almighty dollar. It's about profit. Like that's noble to love that. And I said, okay, so you're telling me that you want somebody to spend every penny of their income on expense. That's what no profit means or less. I don't have anything left over to grow. I don't have anything left over to pay taxes. I don't have anything to give to my church or to my synagogue or to a foundation. I don't... I don't have anything left over. That's what you want. But a lot of people think that way. Yeah. Business owners come to realize, other, well, they're not business owners long if they don't, play, if they don't believe profit's good. But it, I, I think the great thing from this, at least for me, if I, w- I would definitely, well, I will listen to this, is just to hear other people having the experiences. And the one thing I do want to say, you came in trained as an accountant, your wife's got a PhD. I want anybody... I mean, I could see how it going. Oh man, I don't have a PhD. I don't have an accounting degree. You don't have to have no, that. No, you don't. You have to acquire that, do what you do, and then hire an accountant to yeah, help that's right. you, that's help right. you, and hire marketing guys to help you, and hire the, the attorney, the banker uh, yeah. to help you.
1: Yeah. So
0: you got all that across. I think uh, it's, I think it's been
1: great. And you know what? The, the, the best segment of this might actually be the final segment because I have no idea how he's going to do it. Oh, but okay. our last segment of every episode okay. is uh, Ethan's Insights. And this one... Hey,
0: we didn't do Mount Rushmore. Hey, he's not
2: fact-checking anything. No, he's not, not fact-checking. No, 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 no. had that guy. stuff I told you... I hey, I'm about telling about you, I'm thinking.
0: pretty impressed with this kid. Yeah, like <laughs> because this, he pulls stuff out, and I'm going, today. did I say that? <laughs> did he say that? Well, that's pretty good. Okay, well, let's see it. Let's put a okay. minute on the clock. It's a little hard I don't know how So what is it. this, like a rapid fire? Uh, you're going to He find just out. did a recap he, as fast you, as he he, can. What we said, he paid attention to usually, and he writes it down.
1: Okay, you ready, Ethan? Yep. All right, here we go.
4: Go for it. Well, we started off with talking about grilling for about <laughs> 10 minutes, so it's concluded that John is the grill master. Um, he knew one thing before starting to get into business and he wanted to understand accounting. So I thought that was really, uh, that was a new thought to this show, honestly. Uh, first things to do when starting a business, hire a great accountant, hire a lawyer. Those are your two things. One thing I noticed about John's story is he wasn't afraid to make decisions and take chances. Uh, he went to different industries. He moved across the country. He took on jobs he didn't have much experience in, which I thought was very uh, brave. Uh, Business is a game, but it's possible to get lost in the game. That was Cleo's point. But John's also original point that business is a game. Uh, John took pride in seeing his employees do well outside of work, which I thought was really well Uh, said. You helped one of your old employees, well, the one who shot people, but you (laughs) tried to help him read to learn how to read, which I thought was very noble of you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> clarification he didn't help John yeah.
1: John he didn't, didn't help, help him shoot, him shoot people. people he
4: helped yeah. the guy who shot people yeah I'm an accessory <laughs> <laughs> he didn't teach him how to shoot a gun or anything <laughs> let's clarify that but uh, John learned different aspects of running a business by wearing many different hats uh, you worked as HR you did sales you did admin <laughs> stuff you ran a business before which I thought was really cool um, I had a good one here you can't handle growth without having every area of your business ready, uh, processes, capacity, mm-hmm. systems, yeah. administration. I thought that was a really big point. And my favorite quote was, Manage the pennies and the dollars, do the rest.
1: Yeah, that's good. That's good. And dream job is Waffle House line cook. Yeah, make sure yeah, that gets in that's in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, make sure. I love that. Yeah, matter
0: of fact, it's I think I don't know how podcasts really work, like if they're radio beams, but they go off into space and they're here. For Eternity, they're in the cloud, they're, whatever that means. Yeah. Well, yeah, Al Gore invented that too. He did, that's why he had to invent the internet because he had a cloud out there and he couldn't reach it.
2: Yeah, and he had to, had to connect it.
0: Yeah, had and to connect had the dots that's somewhere. Yeah.
1: Well, John, we appreciate it. Part two, we'll try to record here in the next month or so yeah, and uh, get you back on. But yeah. appreciate you being on and talking brisket and uh. Subpoenas and fires yeah i mean and
2: axles sometimes and carpet. you can't just make all that stuff up i mean <laughs> hey yeah. mark
0: twain had a great quote he said truth is stranger than fiction which makes sense because fiction is constrained by the probabilities truth is not No, that's right and that that's right if you wrote it as fiction people be going Pfft. but when it's true yeah. oh my god that's yeah. crazy i mean it's you know fantastic yeah.
1: well um Appreciate you being on, helping us uh, help contractors with less stress, more time, and more money. We'll have you on soon. Appreciate it, John. All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks. Thank
0: you. Thanks for listening to The Cash Flow Contractor. Check out our website in the show notes or visit thecashflowcontractor.com.
1: What's up cash flow Contractors, Khalil here. Thank you so much for getting to the end of this episode. It means the world to us that you're listening. Uh, I've got a favor to ask. So we are looking for contractors who would like to have a consult, a free consult with myself and with Martin um, for about 30 minutes to an hour. Uh, we'll basically just ask you questions about your business, about what it's like for you to work as a contractor, and then we will answer any of your questions specific to your business. Then we'll make that a live episode for other contractors to learn from, to engage with. Uh, And we think it's a great way for people to really see clear, uh, specific answers to problems that contractors have. So if that interests you at all, we're not going to share any of your information. Um, You don't even need to say your name on the episode, but I think we want to get some more of these episodes out there. And if you're willing to do that, we've got a link in the show notes that allows you to just submit a form for a consult, then we'll schedule it with you and record it, and we'll put you live on on, uh, the podcast. So if that interests you, please check it out in the show notes. If not, no worries. Or if you know someone else that you think would be interested in it, send it to them. That'd be great. But appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us. And yeah, we hope that you're finding less stress, more time, and more money. Thanks.